welcome to Laura Dump, a break from our usual episodic material to take a dive into something different. As always, I am B. And I'm Tom. And today we are um, joined by a very special guest, our friend Jess. Say hi. Hello. This week we are going to be discussing a recent show, Akudama Drive. Um, so Akudama Drive is essentially like Ocean's Eleven anime with like dystopian broken future cyberpunk craziness yeah basically. yeah that about sums it up yeah basically yeah it's uh <laughs> it it uh we're gonna try and keep this somewhat spoiler free we're gonna do a, a broad overview of the series for a little bit and talk about events in the first episode then have a break uh for spoilers where we can talk about the ending and everything else we yeah. thought about it yeah yeah uh, we have a lot to say about that. Yes, we do. Um, but so getting into the the broad strokes, this is not like super character driven of, of an anime, I would say. like No, it, the characters are very basic. It, most of the characters are kind of flat and unchanging throughout. Uh, several of them have arcs um, that really do, you know, make them stand out, but oh, yeah. not the... Um, that's you can t- that's not exactly like the focus the, there's a they're lot they're so basic that in fact they don't have names yeah yes. they're they're their names basically are just their their tropes yeah their titles you yeah know, gambler swin or not gambler that would be a cool one <laughs> gambler would be a cool one uh hoodlum that's a new character yeah um yeah. uh courier doctor brawler, brawler, brawler. hacker um and so it's just like kind of named after what they can do cutthroat like, yeah uh have we really said yeah so the 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 thing is all the characters are uh, all the protagonists i should say are criminals called akudama mm-hmm. um fighting against the super fascist police fighting against might be a bit of a strong word they have beef yeah <laughs> it's kind of more like the police are just in their way they're not going out of their way to <laughs> no, do anything certainly not um but uh, mixed in with the group of violent, dangerous criminals is a low-level uh, hoodlum and an ordinary non-criminal uh, who just yeah. kind of gets swept along for the ride. Just and... happens to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. And uh, the... that's that's our audience stand-in character, basically. And it, it's perfect, though. It makes for a really great like jumping-on point to this world and like the world-building here because they don't... I mean, some of the world-building is done pretty pretty clumsily with these like weird like puppet shows that are oh yeah where it's just info dumps really but it's like it, it's kind of in universe like this is information for kids so yeah. it's you know i can overlook it because at least if you're gonna do an info dump it's it's an interesting way of doing it yeah did it like kind of remind you of like the oingo boingo from jojo's yes Yes, a little it bit. absolutely 100% <laughs> did. Or the Boingo Brothers or whatever they called them in the subtitles. I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it felt, but it was, like, so effortless. I enjoyed the heck out of the little oh, info yeah. dumps. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, they were, they were, and they, they were never long enough to be, like, grading. No, yeah. Um, and, you know, and they, they were always just a little unsettling. Yeah, which is perfect for this, this society where, like, things are not good but you know from the main character the ordinary's perspective you know things are fine and she's oh my god she's with these criminals and what's she gonna do and you know and she kind of has to come to maybe see things from their side a little bit uh and and 
you you don't so much see her like make a stand against society as like through following her you're able to see like how this society just is fundamentally unjust Mm -hmm. and i mean it's really not that far off from our own no um this one uh this is definitely one anime that is not afraid to say uh all cops are bastards (laughs) this this whole show is just basically like fuck the police I mean, but no, no spoilers, of course. Of course. Of course, yeah. But it's just, it's it's very clear from the get-go that the cops are not, like, fun, cool guys. No. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, very much so, like, uh, I mean, obviously Swindler starts off as a normal character and then, you know, obviously finds herself in an awkward situation where all of a sudden she's being relabeled to be the Sakudama, which obviously she had nothing to do with before. She used to work for the government. It's quite a turnaround. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. Well, aren't all government officials criminals in their own way? <laughs> okay. Wow, really. <laughs> real political And now here. we're getting political. Yeah. It really, really makes you think. I'm just, I'm just here to make our listeners very uncomfortable. Yeah, well, I mean, it's true, though. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, in a sense. Yeah. Uh, so... I guess we could just do like a really broad overview of the first episode. I don't want to get too detailed, but no, yeah, it it basically follows the uh, the ordinary girl who is eventually called Swindler by everyone. Um, just sort of wrong place, wrong time. Uh, doesn't want to uh, use someone else's money to pay for her food, and of course, there's uh, <laughs> they don't take credit. There's always there's always that one place that doesn't take credit. That one place, it's the worst. Like even in the like distant future. Yeah, and so like she has the money but won't use it to pay for it because it, she found it on the ground, wants to return it to someone, and because of that, gets the cops called on her and is kind of I mean, like, like. Of course, she's like you know I have credit. Let me get credit or let me come back and pay you. She's still holding on to the food the whole time rather than being like here's the food back. I'm sorry, I don't have cash. I'll be right back. She just hangs on to the food yeah. and is genuinely expecting nothing to happen. I mean, she doesn't even get a chance to leave. The lady calls and the cops on her right away. Yeah, she does. Like, the, oh, yeah, but it's not like she's like actively like trying to push the food back at the old woman. Yeah. She's just like hanging on to it. Like this is mine now. Like yeah. I'll pay you when I can. Like. She's not completely innocent. I guess. I don't know. It just seemed like the old lady escalated the situation, like, really from quickly. zero to cops way too fast. <laughs> like, okay, sure. I mean, they live in a society where the, like, bad people are literally labeled and there's wanted posters everywhere. I feel like that's maybe a common issue there. Yeah, probably. They live um, in a society. Y- yes, very good. <laughs> Um, but, like, throughout this whole episode, you see all these, uh, like, uh, advertisements for this public execution of this criminal cutthroat. And, uh, it turns out that the police station where he's being executed is also where the swindler ends up. And all of the other Akudama converge on it because they got a mysterious job offer to go break the cutthroat out before his execution. Um, but, like, just what... the, the fact that there's all these advertisements for a public execution and, I mean, 
it's a little bit fucked up. Uh, yeah, and everyone's just Did anybody just else cool find it, it odd that, like, the police station where they were just conveniently, like, normal businesses occurring upstairs, they're having a public execution arena-style downstairs? Like, that's crazy to me. I mean, what police station doesn't have their, you know, arena for public execution? <laughs> Makes sense to me. I mean, in our society, they just... They don't even use the How arena. How many police stations have you been in? Shit, Tom. <laughs> I mean, not to get too real, but yeah. Yeah, they just use the street. Mm. Oof. <laughs> uh, so yeah. moving on. <laughs> too real, too real. <laughs> uh, so, you know, when the when the Akudama converge on everything and, and uh, they, they just happen to run into the swindler because she's trying to save a cat from all this mayhem, um... It, they they're gonna kill her and she has to lie and say she's a swindler because that's yeah. the minor crime she was about to be charged with <laughs> um and uh the, everyone's just kind of like oh you're one of us cool all right well then we won't kill you like what no but, questions cool. asked like yeah we totally believe you it's fine jesus christ yeah and it just i don't know that this whole sort of like uh wrong place wrong time and have to like lie to go along with it and, and like you're suddenly in this situation that's totally outside of your your normal life like i'm a sucker for those types of stories mm -hmm. so so this one immediately grabbed me um i don't know i just i love it i was a big fan of the random like all of a sudden like destiny metal gear solid tanks just dropping in from the sky and everything being fine I don't remember that. I don't oh, was, either. Was that during the... the <laughs> you don't remember, like, the random tank that just, like, appears and tries to annihilate everybody in episode one? Oh, my one? God, yeah. Oh, just, like, yeah, in kind the of. building. It's just, like, oh, okay. It just, like, shows up out of oh, nowhere. Shit. Like, nobody invited it. Like, it's underground. <laughs> like, it's totally fine. Let's invite this giant tank out of nowhere. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you give the police access to military equipment. Yeah. Oh, damn. Oh, man. We're getting really political here. And Defund I'm, the Kansai police. I'm kind of into it. <laughs> Just saying. But no, um, it's... Uh, the, the main thing, we haven't even talked about, like, the visual flair the show mm -hmm. has is phenomenal. Like, I mean, you That's know, everyone, everyone has seen, like, neon-drenched streets, oh, cyberpunk. But, like, I, I've never seen anything quite sell it this hard. The lighting was flawless it was gorgeous and like the scene transitions the way they like they'll have like elements just kind of slam together mm -hmm. from the sides to frame a new scene and um i mean that was kind of like the beauty of it though i feel like the cyberpunk aspect of it wasn't forced down your throats it just existed naturally and it was beautiful like you didn't you didn't really second guess it like there were just you know blimp buses floating in the sky and you were like oh this yeah, is fine yeah. it, it felt perfectly um in line with the world you don't have like detective mcgruff walking around and be like this world it's cyberpunk now <laughs> with like <laughs> with like a monocle that like zooms in six oh times God. <laughs> little steam pipes jutting out of his no, hat that's steampunk even... no get out he wouldn't even have a monocle he would just have like a cybernetic eye what's the difference Okay, but like steampunk and cyberpunk always blend together into some word vomit. You just slightly <laughs> change the aesthetic and you basically... The color palette is all you really need to change. Yeah, just make it brown and brass. Oh god. But it's steampunk. I'm a steampunk <laughs> now. 
Um, Let's say goodbye, Ratatouille. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Lore Dump, your favorite podcast to hear bits and pieces of Key and Peele sketches regurgitated at you. That's what they're here for. Clearly. Ain't you heard? So... Uh, the other thing besides just the visual style, though, is the uh, the animation itself. Like, the fight scenes and everything mm-hmm. like that are just, like, oh, gorgeous. Like, you could isolate those and just watch them and it'd just be like, yeah, okay, this is beauty. Yeah. Um, it'd be better, you know, with uh, with the story, as bare bones as it is. I think it, I yeah. think it does an effective job. Um, but like, even in the first episode, you get some pretty good stuff. Uh, it really picks up after that though. Absolutely. Who actually made this, by the way? I guess I never like looked into that. Oh, who made it? Good question. It was, oh God, I just looked it up too. It was like studio, sorry. It is by the Danganronpa series creator, Kazutaka Kodaka. And I have never played those games, so I don't know anything about that. I gotta fuck you. Um, his recent studio, Toe. Tokyo or Tokyo games uh animated by Studio Piero. Am I saying that right? It's like the like Piero, like Pirate. Oh, I guess I just Piero. mean like yeah. this this was beautiful enough that I wanted to watch more and I was kind of disappointed that there was only one season yeah. and without giving any spoilers, they don't really set it up for us. <laughs> no. No. Well, I mean, I feel like you can kind of see the arc of it by the second or third episode anyway but yeah Yeah. it's um this actually seems like a good point if you're not sold by now i don't know what to tell you um it it it's great you should go watch it It, at least the first two or three episodes um and maybe this is just me but um i thought the voice acting was pretty top-notch at least as far as the dub goes oh yeah B and um, I watched the dub. I watched the sub. I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. That's <laughs> perfect. That's, that. that's, it's a good, uh, you know, different perspective on that. Um, I just, I thought the voices really fit the characters. You could tell who was who without even really needing to look at the screen. Um, none of the voices sounded similar at all. It was very distinct. It, it was, you know, it was quality Tommy, acting. I did a lot of the Naruto. <laughs> oh, yeah? The Naruto and Boruto, they did a lot of those. I just looked up the... Um, the studio uh yeah that's cool i've never uh i'm not really a big naruto guy i think the series i'm not either but i guess i can kind of see you know that seamlessness because they they are good at what they do yeah no the animation in those uh let's see oh uh also bleach yu hakusho i can see the yu hakusho in this for sure yeah yeah as far as the yeah so that's so yeah it's i mean if you like Danganronpa and people fucking go crazy <laughs> for that shit, I don't know anything about it, but yeah, no, definitely check it out. It's a lot of fun. Good ensemble, action, tr- tr- drama, action, just action. It's yeah. just action. Music was forgettable, but I, I think it, it's it's you know perfectly fine in the show. Um, I watched the opening and the closing like once or twice each, and then I was yeah, good. Yeah, it's it's not a very interesting opening, but then again, I'm used to JoJo openings. Yeah, so well, yeah, that's true. Compare. I did watch this like immediately following a binge watch session of JoJo's. Yeah, so, it's not I mean, gonna... it's not really fair no, to compare. It's, it's a very different it really animal. Is. <laughs> and I guess like from watching the openings, I kind of expected more use of like 
powers or like something exciting like that because of all the like the glowy neon colors mm-hmm. that like flow through the characters' bodies in the openings. Yeah. Yeah, no, just it's just for style. And I mean okay. <laughs> it's literally just stylistic. It's it has no purpose. <laughs> not spoiling anything. But it's not a spoiler. Um, no, 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 me. Not spoiling anything. But later on, oh. um, if you do watch the openings, um, they do change slightly. Yeah. As uh, the show progresses. We will definitely check back in on yeah, that yeah, at yeah. the end. But uh, yeah, I just, the opening song is kind of, it's not, it. it's not, yeah, I don't, I'm not really a big fan. I like the way it starts and then it goes off the rails immediately. But the, the look of the opening, I love. Yeah. Um, just to, you can't really have a good OP without... A good, a good song, song. Yeah. um but the ending i could listen to for days i love the ending the ending is good um and i i did actually listen to it on repeat for a really long time after the, wow. we watched it for the last episode because because i really like it good to it's, know i don't know i like it now we know a little bit more about you you're great yeah thanks um <laughs> should we uh should we just go into uh spoilers yes this right is now? this is your last warning bow out now if you don't want spoilers on the whole everything because i mean i binge watched a series in like two yeah. days so there's not a ton of content <laughs> yeah but like if, if anything we've said piques your interest go check it out yeah um it's definitely worth a watch is. i i mean i i i can't speak for everybody but i've definitely run out of things to watch and this was definitely a good use of my yeah. time great it's a good one okay All so right. spoiler warning now all right and on to the spoilers here we go Okay, so I don't even know how to proceed from here. Everyone dies. Everyone fucking dies. Our entire main cast dies. Can we talk about that for you a like second? somebody? Sucks to My suck. My favorite character was the first one to die. I was pissed. That yeah, was like episode five. Okay, but he's easily the first character that you can actually relate to or yeah. fall in love with because he has the most personality. I'm oh sorry. Oh my god, I loved Brawler. He was so good. I, I think he was so like unapologetically himself was. and that was, I think, what was so great about but, like, him. He was like a criminal but also kind of wholesome. His his uh, relationship with um, a hoodlum was just great and and i loved that like their interactions affected hoodlum for the rest of his life short as it may be well it's like you know that <laughs> brawler like genuinely did, knew the truth about yeah. hoodlum but he was still hyping him up because he knew he, he, that's who he, he knew was he could be something you know great and you I, guys think he knew i think he, i, think I don't he think he knew he knew i think dude. no i think dumb he, as he i don't think he's dumb i think he's just gullible I think he just has no re- he didn't have any reason to doubt him because at the end uh, at the end of Hoodlum's life he's just kind of like man why'd you believe all that shit about me you're dead now this sucks and because I, I really think he did believe all of Hoodlum's dumb bullshit like everyone else in the room immediately knew I don't know I, I don't know if he believed I him I don't think he did because every time that Hoodlum would like start to feel down on himself brawler would like bring up one of these lies that he mentioned and just like hype him the fuck up you know what i mean like and it was just like there's no way he didn't know well i guess it's open to interpretation he didn't he didn't believe him but he believed in him that's very sweet isn't that sweet i just came (laughs) up with that i'm great (laughs) oh my god um but yeah no brawler brawler was definitely an early favorite of mine just because like and I think he does a good job carrying your interest until, like, 
the stories moved along for the other characters to start to carry the the weight as well. He's also got a cool design. He looks like Knuckles the Echidna, and that just endeared him to me immediately. <laughs> I mean, red red dreadlocks. That's that's just my favorite. Um, it's my favorite Sonic character. Well, and he uses his fists. Yes. So it just and he's gullible. He's gullible. I love him. Um, and they got uh actual black voice talent for yes. the uh english version which is you know important there's honestly there 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 is not enough um uh black voice actors in the industry at all um and there casting directors there, yes, get on casting that casting directors please but you know he killed it it was so good yeah it was it was perfect perfectly sold the enthusiasm and the excitement mm-hmm. and the the lunacy <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, he, uh, he died and it was kind of tragic. <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, he died. <laughs> yeah. And, oh God, I just, here's one thing though. Like, of course the black guy dies first. Oof. <laughs> yeah, that was oh, kind God. of a, that was a trope. That, we, we keep saying this show is full of tropes. That was a trope I didn't appreciate. Yeah, I. Yeah. I failed to connect the dots on that one until I, just now. I did not fail to connect the dots on that one. God damn. And of course, he's the only, the one black guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know there, there are less black people in Japan, but they do exist. This is, this is a really political episode. Okay, but like, regardless, he did take out like, honestly, one of the scariest villains yeah. in the yes. series. Which, I mean, if he, if he didn't take that guy out, like, I genuinely don't know that they would have no, succeeded in their not tasks. At all. They would have been screwed. They would have been screwed because that guy was beefy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they um, the the fight with oh my god. So I think Brawler just has the best fights. I think so too. Like, and it's I, such a shame that he's not in it for that long. I really liked a lot of the fights, but Brawlers were just like so. The one where he dies with like the lightning strike and the yes. ferris wheel in the rain and like it's these two warriors like finally cutting loose for like mm-hmm. the yeah you can tell like you know even the shithead fascist cop is enjoying himself because yeah. it's like no one else can challenge him like that and you know they kill each other uh although we find out way later that uh brawler had a handicap yeah, I mean, I mean, like, the, I guess the most messed up part of that is if Doctor wasn't such a raging bitch, excuse <laughs> yeah, my language, Jesus he wouldn't have no. died. He literally died from blood loss <laughs> because she didn't treat his wound properly when you know she could have. Yeah, I mean, she literally, she makes, they make a joke uh, uh, one of the first times that um, the master fights with all them like oh could you stitch yourself back together if i cut you in half and she's like "Ooh, i'd like to see you try and then or like "Ooh, i'd like to try that sometime and then like the next episode that literally happens yeah it's just like i mean (laughs) you have to suspend your disbelief somewhat but that was the one for me that was like really (laughs) yeah no but it's fine she was a she was a trope i also didn't really appreciate really it's just, you know, like, of course the sexy woman is, like, super evil femme fatale, and it's like, yeah, I'm, okay. like, usually super into that aesthetic, but, she was, but she was for awful. whatever reason, like, 
Visually speaking, I enjoyed the character well, yeah. design. I mean, the days. actual character was freaking awful. She's terrible. They're, they're, like, usually with a character like that, you can give them one redeeming quality at least. She had zero except for her tits. Her tits were phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess like her feministic like tendencies and things that she would say were kind of lost by the like genuine like over sexualization well, here's of it. the thing her you know feminine idea you know feminist ideals that she was spouting like it it reminded me a lot of um it was like a straw man of feminism yes not like was, an actual yeah it wasn't like i hate to be like oh i'm gate you know i'm gonna be gatekeeping feminism here real feminist or this but it was the kind of <laughs> feminist that gives feminism a very bad name well it's the kind of feminist a guy who doesn't get it right yes is the thing and i I, for what it's worth i enjoyed her character mostly because she you can say the titties it's fine no that's her character design like her actual character like i enjoyed it because she was like kind of the only one to push back on the swindlers like sappiness in like the kind of halfway point like randomly showing up and being accepted and she was like nah i don't trust you like you're hiding something and she literally is but yeah i okay but like the whole reason she's saying that is because she's hiding something which is like so stereotypical yeah i guess not enjoy (laughs) enjoying for me but like something that anime often does which is like having the you know the character turns out to betray them like this and then they spend some time thinking about it like oh no they were my family uh, uh what have i done and like i i just kind of enjoyed that with her it was just like nah fuck them yeah i didn't fucking know that yeah, she was literally just very selfish she's yeah. like i'm a, i'm secretly a granny or whatever oh yeah what the fuck was that she's like oh by the way i'm like old as shit i'm old like 80. af she didn't actually give us an age, but she just said she's very, very old and asked Hoodlum after they slept together, do I appear like a young woman to you? And then... <laughs> okay, but, like, that that could be interpreted in so many different ways. Yeah. That scene had me, like, thinking all kinds of things. I'm, I'm just saying, like, she could give herself plastic surgery. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she, you know, she kept herself young through surgery forever. You know, you know uh, facelifts and shit like that. You can... But that's the thing, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess, like, I think the the big thing that, like, I struggled with at the end of this episode, what, or the end of the season, rather, sorry, was trying to figure out, I guess, like, the actual character arcs and when each character had their arc, and a lot of them didn't. They were just selfish, and they died selfishly, and that was fine. Yeah, yeah well, not every character <laughs> needs to have an arc. No, no, Especially no. when there's such, like, archetypes that, Absolutely. like, it's more about using them as placeholders for, like, societal stuff, like, like an allegory. Brawler wanted the ultimate fight. He got the ultimate fight and he died. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I think a lot of these kind of died similarly. Yeah. Like, Hacker wanted the ultimate hack and he yep. did it. He had a little bit of an arc when he acted kind of selfishly with the, with the uh, brother and sister, but... He still was just in it for the game. That's true. Well, I think it was, for for most of the characters, the arc was less about, like, them changing and more about, like, us getting to know them. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. you pretty much, one by one, learn what each of them is willing to die for. Yes. Um, and some of them have a much lower bar than others. <laughs> but, you know, having 
courier die to finish the job. His, he was very kind of generic stoic type, yeah. but I, I did like that he opened up a little bit by the end. And uh, his thing with the gun, like holding the laser um, from his from his bike and stabilizing it with his metal arm to shoot that like warship down was just like that was so cool. I, I was like, I, we were hollering. Big, it was a big moment. Yeah, it was that they they did a good job building that up. I think his fight scenes were just super dynamic, and I loved that, but I hated his Yeah. Character. He was very... I feel like he was that character that you were, like, supposed to fall in love with, but every part of him was just so tropey God. and so boring, and I was just so he not really into it. He makes me, it. like, kind of think of... He, he makes me think... Cloud? Yes. Well, no. Because Cloud <laughs> is actually an interesting fucking character. This guy... Yeah, but he's, like, the off-brand <laughs> stoic, like... <laughs> Pouty, like... He's like if you ordered Cloud from Wish. <laughs> Complete with a ridiculous yes. bike oh and a rail God. gun. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> he just, he made me, he, he seemed like a fuckboy to me. That's the vibes that I got from him. Just total fuckboy. Like, he was cute, and that was pretty much all that he had going for him. He was kind of an asshole. Um, I liked him a lot more than I liked Cutthroat. Okay, I actually kind of felt I, yeah, loved I kind of Cut fell throat. in love with Shut Cutthroat, up. but I think that's because I like toxic men. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What does that say about he was me? So toxic, but I think that was great about him. Like, I don't know. He he genuinely stumped me briefly there because he acted dynamic and like he actually cared about Swindler briefly, and then all of a sudden he's like, "No, nah, I'm just kidding. It was because I saw a blood halo and I want to murder the- you. Here's a cake made of dead oh. bodies. Congratulations." <laughs> yeah. What? In the fuck. I yeah, mean, like, okay, you're you're supposed to get, like, okay, he has some kind of mental instability. This boy needs to be on some medication and get some therapy. Literally, up until that episode, I was like, why do they call him Cutthroat? He's not that cool. Like, he's kind of boring. And then all of a sudden, he's literally murdered an entire police station. And I'm like... Oh, that's why. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was cutting some throats on the way, but it was like... Here and there, like a couple at a time, nothing like it was that. Just some insane. casual murder. Yeah, <laughs> and like in every fight up until that, like all the fights he had with the rest of the crew, like he just seemed like a background character okay, and yeah. like not like not able to do the level of fighting that everybody else was doing. He got his butt mm-hmm. kicked. Well, that's because they needed to show off all the other. Uh... He was like missing limbs. Doctor had to like reattach him like a, a pin doll. Times, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What it it was. Which is interesting as to why she actually did reassemble him, given her ultimatum, you know, like, ending. Yeah. How do you mean? I don't know. Well, she, like, her end goal was not for them all to survive. She had zero interest in Well, she in needed them. to know, like, she needed to fight off the police enough that they would be willing to make a deal with her. Yeah, that's true. And there's no guarantee that if he genuinely had those kinds of abilities, he wouldn't go off the rail and murder her. This is true. True. He uh, was well, the shock collar. She obviously did not see him as that big of a yeah. threat. But they all—they did have the collars, which I mean that—that that, that's such a like. Oh, you're. They ended up being so boring. You're though. playing D and D as evil characters, and the DM just needs a device to make you not fucking kill each other immediately. <laughs> Uh, it, it's really crude, but it's, I mean, it keeps coming up again in media because it's 
I mean, hey, it's effective. It's effective. And it's just, it's, I think it, it, I mean, that, like, is the original, like, Battle Royale yeah. thing. It's a little overplayed, but I, I think having, you know, someone like an ordinary person with the collar on is, is enough of a twist that it's like, ah, it's fun again to me. To me, anyway. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Who did we not discuss? Uh, uh, we, like, briefly touched on Hacker, okay. but not, like, super. And we have not touched on either brother or sister yeah. at all. I mean, what's there to say about them? Yeah. Actually, I no, mean, they had an interesting I background. genuinely, they had an interesting background, but like the actual characters themselves, I thought I would, you know, given the background, I thought I would care more about no. them than I actually did. Yeah, they were like, oh, we're spooky Okay, children. real talk though. One question I did yeah. have. Okay, so brother literally knows that the moon doesn't exist and he still tries to launch his sister and swindler to the moon. I mean... Deep space is better for his sister than being experimented on or sent to Kanto. That's true. So either way, he was sending them to well, their death. Sending Swindler to her death. Knowingly. Knowingly Swindler, sending her to her yes, death. Swindler, but yeah, the, but the sister would have lived. Survived, yeah. Yeah. Because she can't die, you know? Yeah. So just existing alone forever in space. Yep. I mean, she sister was pretty pissed at him for like breaking their promise by doing that. Um. Yeah, I, I think that just seemed kind of messed up to me. I was like thinking about that was probably one of the things I thought about the most during this series was like that was kind of messed bit, up. I don't know. It just seemed like the the move of like a desperate person. Like, to, well, if we're gonna die anyway, might as well at least try to get away. Yeah. And I mean, they heck, they did get away. They did. So. And I mean, and that's I guess where Swindler had her little, you know empowerment moment well, she, you can yeah. kind of s- with the nearly rape scene oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's well, another thing to uh well i i liked swindler like you could see over the course of the show like the gears slowly starting to like turn and her s- kind of realizing that as we see like oh hey society kind of fucking sucks right like you know and she mentions at one point about halfway through that like or not even halfway, it's just a couple episodes in. She's like, that's weird. All these guys just seem like normal people instead of dangerous, horrible criminals because even criminals are just people. They're yeah. usually just people driven to desperation. Um, and so it it's just like, you know, she. I mean, yeah, she has... It, it, it definitely comes to a head uh, in that weird, like, whatever you want to call it, like the wasteland bunker area. I don't remember what... Weren't they, like, at a dump? I think so, yeah. I don't... Like, a literal dump, and they just found a random, like, office that they crashed, and there was a bunch of canned food that they just randomly ate. Like, it's fun. Did that not just tip them off that there were other people living there? I think they were too desperate to care. I guess. Um... But they didn't even, like, look around. They just, like, sat there and picked yeah. out. Yeah, Goldilocks moment there. Well, and also, I mean, <laughs> hey, she's new with this, right? Yeah. She's she's freshly a criminal. That's that's valid. That's um, valid. And I I like that. Uh, it's when they're separated that the sister actually starts to develop a personality. Yeah. Um, right. That made me end up liking her more than the brother. You know, I liked the brother just fine when he was a cat. <laughs> I preferred him when he was a cat. I was like all about that yeah. cat. All about that cat. Wait, was was he the cat no, though, or was he that was the cat. like 
the embodiment of like the professor. I was confused uh, about that. So my read on it was that they had a cat who was like an AI that was supposed to watch over them developmentally. And the AI got... But that he was like kind of directing Well, the it. AI got feelings and was like, well, I'm not going to let you kids die. And uh, sacrificed himself to let them leave, but ended up leaving the cat behind. So he could control the cat in place of the professor AI. Okay, so it was brother. Yeah, it was the, the same voice. Okay, I wasn't sure yeah. on that, and um, you know, arguably, I was probably drinking. That's, so there's a big. That's part totally of that. valid. I, I I get it. But, you know, it is what yeah. it is. Also, I enjoyed that sisters seem to age like ten years in about two days. Well, I mean. She was having real conversations with real people instead of like, yes, yeah. we must get to the place to be free. Like, she escalated quickly and was also wearing and running in heels successfully. And I was very impressed because that took me several <laughs> years to girl. learn. Well, you weren't like the ultimate embodiment of like 150 kids crammed into one or whatever it was. That was fucking weird. Yeah. That's. That's interesting. I mean, that's, you know, as far Why as... Why is it always children? So they, like, murdered all the children, put their, like, consciousness into a big vat of water, and they just, like, absorbed into these new kids? Well, like, it doesn't even make sense, because the brother was, like, already a person when he met all his siblings, and the whole... All the kids combined... Like, it doesn't really make sense, because they're like, there's a gene for immortality, and... You can only get it by combining kids. Like, Yikes. why not? Like, the way they explained it to me, maybe in the English version anyway, maybe it was different in the Japanese, but the way they explained it made it sound like, oh, one in 150 kids has this gene. So you have it. But no, they, I guess they meant, like, you need to cram all these kids together. <laughs> it's... Yeah. No, I, I didn't get that either, because to me it was like you know like oh you're like the one in a million like we pick you and so we don't need any of these other ones that's what i thought it was at first too and it took them x amount of experimenting to figure out that like he was like the the successful gene and so then they were like all right like we're good to murder the rest of these kids because we don't need them and then somehow he just like took on their consciousness like and i don't think that was maybe their intent i don't, I don't think he took on their consciousness i think he was just like felt but it kind of seemed like he did when they got into like the the end game there with the hacker scene where the spirits of the other children were like flying out oh i just saw that as being like a poetic like metaphor i didn't think it was like a literal i think it was literal okay. well, who kn- i mean i don't know you're you're dealing with like sci-fi bullshit magic at this point so <laughs> i think it was literal that, it, because they were like, we got to rescue, like, our brother's been holding on to, like, our, you know, memory and, you know, like, the us. And that was the whole point. that They, brother and sister, wanted to survive so that they could carry on the legacy of all these children who died so that they could exist. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess that could be literal then. Like, that was their whole, like, point, I guess, was, like, that's why they wanted to continue living. Otherwise, they were, like, fine with being this vessel that yeah okay yeah. that's that's valid that that definitely wasn't my read of it but i should rewatch it and just see yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah um but yeah the the swindler's arc from that point forward i mean you know she she they do the you know typical thing where like haircut means character development yeah but but 
it's totally motivated in this case. Pretty girl cuts off all her hair and now she's hard. But it's totally motivated in this case because so, she has to go into hiding. So I can actually, um, you know, as far as tropes go, um, there is that whole, like, after a, a trauma, you cut off all your hair. Um, I mean, that's because, just a real thing. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, because, like, some people associate hair length with memory. Um, so just, you know, that was... I mean, I guess everybody's different. Um, so I thought that was fine. I just really... It's definitely an overplayed thing, in my opinion. Thing. I thought it was fine here. It was it was motivated, like I said. Did the little... It, yeah, you're right. At least she Did had a reason to do it, other than the mental issues. No, uh, uh sister didn't cut her hair. No? She, uh, no, uh, what happened was, uh, Swindler tied it up for her. Oh, okay. Yeah, Swindler, like, styled it to look more like her own. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was kind of like her, like, passing the and torch. And she was like, we're twinsies. She literally used the word yeah. twinsies. It was cute. It was cute. I, I actually really it was liked, very, I really was liked very their cute. relationship. Um, it, it just, it, it was like a really cute, like, sisterly bond moment. Um, and with, like, sister, um you know, kind of taking after her, you know, adopting her mannerisms, the way that she speaks. Yeah. Little by little. That was very clever. <laughs> she got, like, yeah, vulgar. She, she kept that. calling, uh, she kept calling Creer shit guy. I love that. <laughs> oh. It was, it was cute. So the ending, killing everyone off, was just kind of like, it was sad, but also kind of, well, I mean, the brother and sister live. Did you like how they literally made Swindler yes, the martyr? literally died on the fucking cross. <laughs> literally put her up on a cross. Well, that happens all the time in anime, though. <laughs> yeah. They... It was just like, <laughs> okay. Well, I, what, okay. I, I, I love... Okay, so this is this is a little detail, but it it really... Um, I don't know, it just really, really worked for me. When, when they first introduce all these Akudama in the first episode, they have this kind of like title card like introduction where it's like showing like them it's like swoosh swoosh with cool colors and like you know guns or money or whatever mm -hmm. like whatever their thing is um and swindler gets that in the last episode right yes. as she's just like fuck it i am the swindler and she gets like like a late title card she moment and i'm just kind of like yes ah uh, it was i just uh, i was, it was so a very hyped satisfying for that. moment <laughs> but yeah that's she genuinely does swindle yeah, them at the does. end. Well, and in a way, she's swindling them the whole time. Yeah. Because by, really by lying not wrong. about being a swindler, she is being a swindler. She's swindling them. And, you know, she oh, several times over the course of the thing, she, you know, lies to... I don't know. I just... I, I think yeah. it's funny that she kind of discovered she had a superpower for lying the whole time. Yeah. Um, especially in, you know... Okay, so it was really hard to watch the scenes with like the government like the the police chief talking with like the executioners and having them be like yeah just just fucking kill him just give us the order we can fucking kill all of them and yeah having him just be like i i guess i i i guess so okay but then he like kills himself because there was like no humanity in it and they were doing it literally just for their yeah. own game yeah, it was horrible and it was like wow okay yeah too real absolutely too real and uh, having having that backfire ultimately in the end that, that she bullied him into doing that because then he's just like, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Justice. 
shoots himself. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh shit. He couldn't deal yeah, with well, it, like, dude. The fact that all those people died because Rightfully of him. Yeah, so. no, that's. I, do I think he deserved to die? He's a fictional character, so yes. But he's a cop, so. <laughs> yes, also yes. I'm not um, going to complete my sentence, but yeah. I, I, I don't think cops should die. I just think they should not be cops. Yeah. That's That's where I'll take that. I just think that there definitely is an abuse of power and that genuinely is an issue that we have where people are like, Oh, I have, you know, this title, I have this badge, I have, you know, whatever, you know, is giving me this sense of authority and they abuse it. Just like all those kids who were, you know, the executioners, they, they had, they were young, like they were kids and they just were like, this is my job. This is what I do. I kill Akudama, like screw the Akudama. And like that little blonde girl, like she was obviously like 20 years old and she's just like, shut up, get out of my life. Like you're making my job harder. And she just had no humanity left. And you know, the, the realist part of that is that people are being trained into that kind of mentality. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely like a, like I I even hesitate to call it an allegory because it's, it's like too real. It's yeah, just an illustration it's, it's really of how real. fucked up it is in real life. And and having them just react to everything that goes on at the end with all the riots and instead of being like, oh shit, did we mess up? They're just like, oh, well, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so damning. Exactly. Like, oh. Exactly. And I and I mean I think that the whole point I don't know, maybe not the whole point of the anime, but that was a big mm-hmm. point of the anime. Was them, like, illustrating that and showing, you know, like, this is a real issue. There are people like yeah. this. When it's, it's when you're so willing to believe that the other doesn't deserve any rights or humanity, and in their case, who is considered other can just be, uh, flip a switch and like, oh, that person? I was talking to them five minutes ago, but now they're not Kodama, so I'm going to murder them without yeah. remorse. Like, and, shit. And uh, in my opinion, that is the whole point of... Yeah, no, for show. sure, for sure. Uh, gotta <laughs> say, though, executioners having, like, they're, like, sigh but lightsabers was so Lightsabers, cool. yeah. It's yeah. so cool. And the, when, um, when Swindler eventually gets cutthroat with, like, a hundred of them yeah. to finally kill him, it's just like, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um... Oh, the how their deaths reflected in the opening. Yes, uh, that's something you probably missed out on, Jess, because... You didn't watch the openings more than once. Um, every time someone died, there's like a... Do you want... Sorry, do you want... No, you go for it. Okay, so yeah, so um, so there's a bit at, at towards the end of the opening that like flashes all the characters one at a time in like silhouette, and every time that someone dies... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah no, so it's, it's filled in with... Where they're like kind of grayed yeah, out. Yeah, it's it's filled in with like the way, their yeah. actual death scene. Yeah. Um, but it's not always literal. Like there's one, um, the one with Gam or Gam. I keep wanting to call him Gambler. The one with uh, Hoodlum, where he's like, you know, he died covered in blood. Yeah. Uh, is it replaced with money? Yeah. And I just thought that was really I don't know. It's just artsy and I like it. Was, it. it was cool. Um, it, it was it was just a nice little detail. It was something. Um, that made you... I, I love when anime does that, like, where they change something slightly, and it makes you actually want to watch the openings and the endings. Yeah, shame about that song. Yeah, shame about that song. You know, and, like, not every anime has to do the JoJo thing, where they're like, oh, there's a second verse now, and it's right, all different. Right, right. Like, just those subtle, like, little things are, are... That's enough for me. Yeah, yeah. To get hype, but, yeah. 
That song was pretty awful, which is why yeah. I ended up not watching it more than which a few times. Which is so unfortunate because the opening, like visually, is pretty cool. And I, I even like the style of the song, yeah. like, like the genre, whatever you want to call it. It seemed kind of like it was just kind of drowning. Well, the chorus was drowning. Yeah, it was like all the the I don't know if you'd call it rap or whatever in between was fine, but like the chorus was just uh, like uh, yeah. it's just hard to listen to. I mean, they have literally <laughs> had an air horn in it. <laughs> like in the middle of it like are you kidding me but yeah i don't know i feel like we ended up being kind of down on the show this whole time i mean well no it's it's important to be critical of media that you enjoy yeah yeah it's, um, it's definitely very tropey but i i i still think it's worth watching it was fun if nothing else it was yeah. beautiful like I'm not going to say, like, the story was my favorite, because it probably wasn't my favorite, but I enjoyed watching it, and for at least for the animation standpoint, it was worth watching. Absolutely. Um, If nothing else, you'll have a good time. Yeah. I think think that's our way of wrapping up. Do you guys have any other points before we do? Um, I feel like I did. Okay. Well, uh, you think about that. Jess, do you have anything? I, I can't think of anything right this moment, but, you know, if you start talking, I might just go off on another okay. tangent. Well, uh, I just want to say Hoodlum is uh, Hoodlum is best boy. <laughs> I agree. Um, he had the <laughs> most agree. dramatic character arc. He uh, really well, did. maybe tied with Swindler, because he was already anti-society. Yeah. <laughs> she she had to do a whole turnaround. Maybe, yeah. He just, you know, finding the guts, be, being inspired by Brawler, like, takes guts, and mm-hmm. that just... I mean, I, I do wish, uh, just with this ensemble, like, having so many characters kind of made it hard for you to spend too much time with any of them until yeah. it killed most of them off. Uh, I feel like Hoodlum... <laughs> it was like every time you started to get close to somebody, yeah, right? they died. I feel like Hoodlum kind of represents what um, um, Swindler could have turned out to be. Yeah. Um, he's, he's kind of that other side of, uh, of the coin for her. I like really, really, really wanted to love Doctor, and I really am sad that I didn't no, love her so much. Yeah. Um, I definitely do probably still love her character design, and 10 out of 10 will cosplay yes. it, but I think my favorite character might be tied between Hoodlum and Cutthroat. I, I did loved too. Cutthroat. He was such a crappy character, but <laughs> I loved him. He so bad, but I, I, I fell in love with him too. I. He was like such a trash monster, <laughs> and that was what was great about I was him. So mad at him at the end, though. I was pissed. She like, I was B like, what literally... the fuck are you doing? That is the love of your life, sir. She was she B was like actually <laughs> mad when he turned out to want to kill her the whole time. Yeah, but like, I guess like the whole point was like he was a destructive yeah. force, and he wanted to destroy the thing that I he mean, loved yeah, the like, most. I, speaking of tropes, that's just seemed like like crazy killer guy 101 so when when b was yeah. like no what are you doing i'm just like really <laughs> well listen his name is literally no, cutthroat no i just <laughs> he's cutthroat I was like i was rooting for you man i was like get the girl you can do it nah dog nah dog that haircut was like 10 out of 10 why he wasn't gonna get the girl yeah <sighs> oh boy Tell me I'm wrong. wrong. You're not wrong. Oh my god. But yeah. (sighs) Out here looking like an Evangelion character with that haircut. (laughs) 
I, I don't know. I just, again, maybe it's just because I, I have a thing for toxic men in media, but like, I was just like, this is going to turn out fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at your favorites list yeah. in any anime. They're all they toxic. Are. That's they what's are, great about them. Dead. They're either super. <laughs> what makes for a good story? A toxic character. Yeah, no, no. Let's they're, they're, do my it. My favorites are either like super toxic or super dead. Usually both. Usually both. Or both. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. This no. is why we can't have nice things. This is why I'm always reluctant to choose a favorite character. <laughs> they immediately die. They immediately die. I think that was like the first thing that Tom asked me. He was like, "Who did you? Who, which which character do you like the most?" And I was like, "Well, I can't really determine that." And that was like, at that point, I had already seen Brawler die, and I kind of had a feeling that that's how the show was going to go. Was Everyone just that die. like. Anytime I felt a, a slight tinge of favoritism, they were just going to keel over at any moment. And I was like, yep, yep here yep. we go. Bring on the pain. I kind of really did like um, the relationship between the executioners, though. Like, not obviously the, like, head executioner, yeah, no, but, like, the, execu- the, the one that dies and then, you know, like, his little kohai yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was he was a badass like he was cool and he was like that you know like lone wolf awesome you know like anime character and then she was just like oh come on just die already you're useless (laughs) and then she tries to you know seek revenge and you're like you're still useless but it's okay Um, oh god like how fucked up is it that like they have them partner up so they don't just like want to die literally (laughs) literally so that they don't kill themselves i I love that that detail though because it's just like it's manipulative they're just kind of like oh this is a known issue but rather than to fix it we're just going to work with it yeah and uh make it so you would feel guilty enough dying to just not do that in front of your like in front of your little pupil here so good that was such a good detail though i loved it, it. it it's just so fun that like you know she loses the eye and goes all like, oh, we gotta murder him. And and <laughs> the chief being like, you uh, you can't do that because you have a disciple. She's like, I don't want a disciple. I want to kill him. She's like, okay, yeah, that's why we're giving you a disciple. And they just went back and forth, like, in a circle. Yeah. And her disciple sucked. He sucked so bad. I mean, but so did yeah. she yeah, in the yeah, beginning. He was even worse. He was just the most, like, <laughs> like whiny little... Was he though? Because she was the same yeah. way. Like she literally almost died in it's the first true, episode. It's true. She was she was like wide eyed and innocent, and then when she loses well, an eye, they're literally just taking these. They're literally taking these green around the gills, brand new recruits, and throwing them into like fighting against S ranked yep. baddies. You know, like Absolutely. that's intense. Um, and I kind of get the feeling like everyone who was you know like a master with an apprentice had to watch their master die oh yeah by definition okay and like not not to make this super political again but i think they were trying to strike home about that like again you're putting people who are brand new and maybe not used to dealing with these high pressure pressure situations into oh wait a super high pressure situation like literally setting them up for failure well, I don't. It's fucked up. I don't think I don't you need to worry about getting political when the show has so much. I mean, it's it's you it. guys. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we are not shy about politics in the show either. Not we, at all. You know, we're we're pretty open about. about we shit. started this whole this episode saying ACAB. 
So. So. <laughs> if you don't like that, I'm not sure how you listened to this far. Yeah, no kidding. To be honest. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know, though. It was definitely, definitely an interesting watch. Uh, I'd be curious to see if anybody would get a different take on, you know, the series yeah, as a whole. Yeah. Um, I mean, on that note, if anyone has any, you know, other opinions about it, anything that we missed, we forgot to talk about, um, you know, feel free to email us at um, deeplorepodcast at gmail.com. Yep. Um, you can also reach out to us on Twitter um, at deep underscore lore. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. Um, where else? Where Where else are we, Tom? That's about it. I think we yeah, got Twitter. Okay. We got Facebook. Uh, my personal Twitter is at Pizzadramon, uh B. Uh, my personal Twitter. I'm sorry. What did you just at say? Pizzadramon. Okay, you gotta say that slower because it sounded like you said like Petri That's Dragon sorry, or something. I was, uh, had something in my mouth yeah. it was like more you paper want people to find you you need to <laughs> enunciate uh, you can also find me um on twitter at queen bethy b uh jess do you wanna okay no, i don't well. have a twitter i don't tweet Any socials bird. other socials you want to yeah. shout out <laughs> not particularly no <laughs> all right um twitch i oh, guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> your twitch, oh, sure. i have no idea what oh. it is <laughs> Great. That's fine. We'll just put it in the description. Yeah, we'll link to it. Yeah. Go. Okay, check the description. Yeah. Beth has it. I'm just, yeah. I don't remember what it cool, is. Go watch fun play games or whatever you do on Twitch. I only play Twitch when I'm drunk. Perfect. Fantastic. Even better. All right. Well, um, yeah, we got to wrap up because this is going a little long. Yeah. Uh, we already did that. And that, uh, thank you to Snesse for letting us use the track Unity from the EP Digression. You can find that track and more at snesse.bandcamp.com. Uh, or did the email? Oh, we're having trouble finding a good sign-off for our show. Can you think of anything? How do you exit? I just slowly back out the door and hope for the best. <laughs> good night, everyone. Good night, folks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Let's get into this. Hello and welcome to Dora. Doorlump. Doorlump. Dora the Explorer. <laughs> All right, take two.